there's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech Red Raiders for the second time in three years are headed to the College World Series. Welker takes it at the 11. New routines pave the way. Welcome in, everybody, to the Talking Tech Podcast, powered by the Nation, part of the Nation Podcast Network. I am your host, Stephen Rodriguez, my co-host, Tristan McGonigal. Tristan, what is up, my man? Now that we own the entire state of Mississippi, when do we get to know which part of that land we get personally? Like, I know Text Tech is chopping it up and sending it out to each loyal fan, which is us. Sure. Um, I, I just want to know when we're getting those and uh, what part of the state are you hoping for? I don't want any part of that state. Are you uh, sure? Be, being what? currently living in Louisiana, uh, if you imagine a worse version of Louisiana, that's Mississippi. Is and there so, much of a difference at the end of the day? I, I mean, there's better food and there's better football in well, Louisiana. So I, I, clearly the state of Mississippi is in shambles right now. Absolutely, uh, because we uh, have no issue putting both their teams to bed uh, here in the year of the of the Lord, 2022. Well, the first one, Mississippi State was technically still 2021. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah, I thought it was, it was in January. No, no, it was in December. It was same day, actually, last oh, year. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. Well, yeah, that's it's fake. 28th, but, uh, but regardless, s- since the 28th of December of 2021, mm. we that's, as Texas Tech are four and zero against the SEC. And yeah, that, that's 365 days. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll consider that in the same zone. Um yeah. And yes, uh, Texas Tech has no issue uh, putting a sword up to the mighty SEC. Uh, but the, you know, the shame of it is, is none of those teams wanted to be there. So Texas oh, Tech yeah. wasn't getting their best. Um, Texas Tech was just sure. another team on the schedule. Didn't really mean much to them. So yeah. it's just it's a shame that even though we handedly beat all those teams, um, it's it's just a, it's a shame that didn't really count. Well, clearly, Ole Miss was our Super Bowl. Um, yes. You know, we we got up the most for it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anytime you're playing an SEC team, you just bring it that much more uh, because yeah. it just means more over there. It does. Um, Ole Miss was and, disappointing, uh, disappointed they weren't playing for the playoff. So <laughs> because, you know, a, a school like Ole Miss has those kind of ambitions every year. So, of course, you know, they've been to many playoffs. In yes. fact, uh, mm-hmm. actually, I think zero uh, if you're counting. So the same number as Texas Tech. Uh, no, man, this is a great game. Uh, the Texas Bowl, in case you missed it, uh, <laughs> Texas Tech wins 42-25 in an overwhelming victory against the Rebels of Ole Miss. Um, I was there. It was fantastic. Um, <laughs> these bowl games rule. I like winning bowl games. Who? I, I mean... Who's who fight me on that? Yeah, just, rule. It kind of brings like a, a, a smile to my face whenever we whenever we like recap a score in a game real quick. Do, do you, are there ever listeners who are like, oh crap? Is <laughs> 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 this game? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm absolutely with you. But um yeah, man, it, it was a, it was an awesome game. And the funny thing is, I was pretty relaxed the entire game. I was having fun yeah. the entire time. Yeah, we were definitely having fun. 
in the stadium. It was it was uh, overwhelmingly amount of tech fans in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably say, I don't know, I'd probably say 70-30 Texas Tech fans. Um, we clearly, we sold out our ticket allotment real quick. Uh, there were tech fans all over the place. We were kind of in a neutral area of the of the stadium, and uh, it was pretty overwhelming Texas Tech fans. So that ruled. Um, you could definitely tell on TV. I, I swear, any, anything good happened for Tech, roar of the crowd. Anything bad happened for Tech, booing. So it was, yeah. you could definitely tell it was more of a home game for us, which it absolutely should have been. It would have been yeah. an utter embarrassment had there been more Ole Miss fans in that stadium. We are Texas Tech University. I'm sorry, University of Texas Tech um, <laughs> and, and the Texas Bowl. So you, you one would hope that you would have more fans in the home state at the stadium. But. Yeah, there was definitely there was definitely a lot of Texas Tech driving into Houston. I drove in the day of and you just see double T decal after double D decal on the on the trucks and the cars driving into uh, a very crowded uh traffic filled Houston, Texas. Oh yeah, the double decal? That's hot. Nice. Double T decal. <laughs> Got to love it. Um <laughs> No, man, it, it was really fun. It was really fun being there. Uh, this is the first football game I got to see this season in person. Um, and they brought it, man. They uh, Tyler Shuck played out of his mind. Um, you know, the Jaron Bradley, great plays. Taj Brooks had some big runs there. Um, and the defense brought it, what, five turnovers? So, yes, <laughs> the, clearly this was, this was Texas Tech's game through and through. Uh, there was no doubt in anybody's mind. We just had a great time watching it. One thing that really stood out to me, whoever you're watching both sides of the ball here, was that we had the foot on the floor the entire game. Like yeah. we didn't we didn't seem to pull out any sort of conservative mindset, even whenever we had a, a two score lead. We didn't like try to just chew up clock or anything like that. We were just like trying to floor it and add more points to the board the entire time. The same goes on defense. Like you know, you didn't see a whole lot of, you know, just rubber banding, like letting Ole Miss get down to the red zone and uh, score and all that. And it was just straight up. No, we're going to get the ball from you and we're going to stop you on fourth down each and every time. It was, it was yeah. awesome. The defense played with their hairs on fire, their hair on fire, hairs on fire with hair on fire. But yeah, I mean, if just you're talking hair. about multiple, no, but it, what if, if you're talking about multiple heads of hair, is that hair or hairs? Listen, man, I don't make the rules. I think hair works. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's, we'll leave it there on talking grammar. <laughs> For sure, dude. Um, let's, uh, Okay, so you didn't get you didn't get to go, but the TV experience <laughs> rub it in. <laughs> well, wow. Okay, yeah. the people were asking where you were uh, pregame festivities and everything. Wise, they were like, "Where's Tristan?" And I was like, "Well, he just doesn't love Texas Tech enough no. to show up." It was clearly he just hates this university and and everything about it. I, I just I have to re- adhere to my duties of supporting the Utes. I, I couldn't. I couldn't head over there. I'm I'm terribly sorry. I know y'all y'all wanted to see my ugly mug. Would have ruined your day if you did. But um, I, I apologize. But thank you for being there in our stead and and yeah. representing us and the people. I like the jersey you're wearing. I don't think I've seen that on you before. That was uh, yeah. I rad. bought it. I bought it. Um, whenever whenever we wore the black throwbacks this year, I can't remember what game that was for. It was ah, Baylor yeah. or, or mm. TCU or some one of the we wore throwbacks oh, we, three times. We lost. Yeah, cool. Uh, I lost every single game wearing those, but mm. uh, they look great and they're yeah. it's a beautiful jersey. So I just went and said F it and bought it. And, and, um, and wearing wearing black to the Ole Miss game is the move because yeah, anytime yeah. you share a color. You always yeah. go with the alternate color the other team doesn't have. I always think like that. I'm always on that yeah. sort of line of thinking. 
It was it was a great uniform matchup, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. Ole Miss busted out the powder blues. Those are always a, a good move. Uh, and then Tech, I like that combo. You know, some people don't like the uh, the red jerseys, the red pants. I thought it was fine. I listen, man. When it comes to the uniforms, a lot of people have a lot of strong opinions. Uh, I think Texas Tech has great uniforms. Yes, I, I do. I don't think they have bad uniforms by any means. Yeah, could we change a stripe here or there? Sure. Could the text be bigger? Sure. But I think we're fine. You can't really mess up red and black. No, it's 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 a color that goes together 100%. You never you can't make you have to try really hard to make that look bad. Don't get me wrong. We, we've made it look bad before, but it's <laughs> it's a tough combo to mess up. Yeah, that year of Cliff uh, with with Mahomes where we just busted out like four alternate jerseys that all looked terrible. Yeah, that wasn't a good move. I kind Under of Armour appreciated before. Under Armour trying to make us like the Oregon Ducks of the, the Southwest. I, I, I appreciate that. That was, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of liked the bit for a while though. I don't know. Yeah. I liked, I liked having these uh, weird uniforms each and every time. And, and Kingsbury was a, uh, a good coach to do that under for a short while. Yeah, I think some people are a little too crazy about uniforms. It's yeah. like, we need to look sharp every time. Like, hey, bust out a crazy jersey every once yeah. in a while. I don't care. You know? But uh, I, at least try to make them look better than what we've seen. I like how they continue to change, you know, every so cycle or so. I, I, I like that we don't just stick to one unit, uniform preset and just stick with that yeah. nonstop. I think that's a little overrated. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, overall, I think, uh, I think we're looking sharp. For sure. Uh, stopped at the gambling gauchos, uh, pregame over there at bell station. Uh, it was a great time. Good meeting those guys. Good meeting a lot of you from Twitter. Uh, Maddie Nomeo is in fact a rat. Uh, it's wild. Is, guy, is he, I mean, is he like man sized or is he rat? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a human sized rat. Um, <laughs> his profile picture is exactly what it shows. Uh, great guy. Um, you know, met, uh, <laughs> met Raider Ty as well. Had a, had a good long conversation with him. Uh, yeah, the rock. Is he also indeed he, a rock? He's also, yeah, he's also a rock. So are you just glasses. speaking to a rock? Yeah, it was weird. I was kind of in the corner talking to a rat and a rock. It was, it was wild. Uh, Does he just appear, or is yeah? Is no, he's him there. Him around. He's got, he's got an assistant actually. Oh, okay, takes gotcha. him places. Yeah, wow. yeah. So assistant was really nice. Um, no, and then obviously you know Rob and Kyle put on a great party. It was great to meet uh, a lot of you. Um, Joe Goodman as well. Finally, our good buddy. We've had him on the podcast three times and never met in person, but uh, Joe showed up. Uh, we all hopped on their pod and uh, their live show had a good had a good old time. They had some good drinks, some strong drinks, I might add. Uh, <laughs> they had a they had a drink called Swing Your Sword. Oh, um, sick! It was it was in honor of Mike Leach, and it was great. Uh, served in a martini glass. Didn't know that. Uh, so as soon as I ordered it for me and uh, my buddy Logan, who was there with us. Um, we're just two dudes drinking some martinis, uh, <laughs> having a good time, but Hey, we're delicious. It was, it was All a right. great show. It was a great party. You're, you're going to make me do it. We need to get over the martini glass thing. We, we, we need to, it's okay. It, it's just a cocktail glass. Cocktails all have a designated glass and it's not necessarily a girly glass. I mean, in the martini glass so it's what's we, we, we collectively need to get over it it's not really even about the look of it or anything for me it's just a dumb glass it's just <laughs> not it 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 is very easy to spill i mean extremely easy to spill you knock that thing a little bit and it is going on the floor so i just think martini glasses are stupid they don't really make sense uh, I, I get, I guess, the classy factor of the whole thing, but uh, no, not for me. Not for me. Just give me a high, a high ball glass. I'm good. 
I mean, you're speaking to a very spilly boy. So that's true. Uh, I, I'm with you. If with any drink in my martini glass, most of it's going to be on the bar. But yeah. I, I'm just I'm just saying, like in the in the in the aesthetic of it, we need to get over the girliness of it. Like it's, it's well, just, yeah, that's you know, a, no, that's not my glass. that's not my issue with it. It's my issue is when I'm talking to people standing up in a line, and I I I'm a you know I'm a physical when I talk. I use my <laughs> hands, and the freaking half the, the drink. Italian. <laughs> Half the drink is on the floor by the time I'm done with it. So uh, that's just uh, talking martini glasses here. Uh, <laughs> not my favorite, but the drink was delicious. The party was great. Uh, had a good time. After after the pregame festivities at Bell Station, um, we headed over to Dave's Hot Chicken, downtown Houston. Shouts out them. Uh, chicken blew my effing hat off. Um, so hot. Too hot, in fact. Look, I, I love you some hot chicken. Spent some time in Nashville. Uh, it's 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 its best as, uh, export because God knows sure. the country music right now isn't. Um, <laughs> lay epic mainstream is bad trash country music opinion there. Um, <laughs> but but um, uh, you kind of just breeze past the swing your sword drink. Um, I know all the other people are as focused in on that still as me. Um, can you please explain what's in that cocktail? I don't really even. I know Scotch was the main was the main liquor. Scotch. And then they- yeah, it was scotch, and then it had it had grenadine, and that's what made it red. Uh, and scotch I don't really know. and grenadine. It was it was wild, but it was good. It was tasty. It was a little fruity, but also you know it's still scotch, so you got that flavor with it. But it was uh, it, it'll knock you on your butt. I tell you what, Logan had a couple of them, and uh, and brother was feeling it uh, well, there at the end. So <laughs> was, it was good. It was good. Was that like a a one of Houston's like tech bars? Uh, yeah, it was, it was locally, it was, it was a local Texas tech owned bar and that's why they had it there. Uh, mm-hmm. so always got to support, you know, your red Raiders and in, in right. H town and, uh, DFW, all that. So, um, it was, it was great. It was awesome. It was dope. I'm, I'm biggest FOMO of my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you missed out brother. Mm-hmm. You should have been there, but, uh, regardless, the game was great. We got there right before uh, kickoff because we were, you know, partaking in some hot chicken that uh, ruined me the next day. Um, but we, we, like I said, we had some neutral fans around us, Ole Miss fans directly behind us, uh, a lot Always of Texas fun. Tech people in front of us. So the Ole Miss fans around us were very nice, uh, even though we were pretty obnoxious. Uh, you know, as soon as Texas Tech starts playing good, we start, you know, you mean the whole game? Bloating a little bit. Getting, what's that? The whole game. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much the whole game. Uh, <laughs> um, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, Tyler Shuck. Let's let's talk about Tyler Shuck. Uh, 111 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, uh, 242 through the air, one interception on a play that uh, pissed me off to no end. Um, early on, we were a little too tricky with the two mm-hmm. QBs. Now, one play worked where Shuck ran it in, and it was a it was a clear false start, but it worked out for us, so we were fine. Um, but, uh, Kidley was on one today. He really wanted to get tricky in the bowl game and I can appreciate that. I I bet the guys had a lot of fun with it, but, uh, you know, I'm just, if it's not Donovan Smith, maybe don't throw in another quarterback at receiver. Just an Uh, idea. That plays the, the Baron Morton pelvic thrust. That's, 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 that's the play. (laughs) Yeah. The one play that worked. I'm with you. Um, yeah, I thought we were getting a little too tricky too, but we wouldn't be saying this had it worked. But um, it's true. I, I really love the guts to just to just be flooring it the entire game. Like I said before, like just not not going easy, like not not playing soft, just like going for all the all the money there. Um, but 
dude, Tyler was a stud. Is Tyler is yeah. Tyler Shuck the Texas Tech's best running back right now? <laughs> people, some people are saying uh, Tyler are Shuck will be, is the number one running back at Texas Tech. Um, no, but I wanted to keep speaking on Shuck because he's coming back. He announced uh, with Don Williams after the game. Uh, Tyler Shuck is going to come back for 2023 and uh, I guess compete for the job. I don't know if it's even a competition at this point uh, mm. with Baron Morton. Uh, wanted to get your thoughts on, on Shuck coming back uh, for his super senior year um, in 2023. QB controversy returns. Dude, Ch- Tyler Shuck's like kind of feeling himself. Like, he seems to be like yes. really present on Twitter right now. Um, feeling really big. You know, he, he's MVP of the bowl game and the dude mm-hmm. played his behind off. Like he battled the whole game. He really put his body on the line because I mean, Ole Miss really wanted to do a lot of damage to said body and he just yeah. kept <laughs> popping right back up and uh, running headfirst into uh, the chaos. But I really love it. You know, it's, it's hard not to want a kid that plays so hard to come back and have an, yeah. yet another year in the system under Kitley and uh, see what he can do in his last year as a college football player before perhaps looking to the big lights of the NFL. Um, I'm happy about it. It's hard not to be. And I think it gives you more confidence going into next year than you would say it's Baron Morton's year. And I'm not saying that that as in Baron Morton's not near, uh, not near even, you know, not capable of doing the same things. But sure. obviously, Barry Morton's a much younger guy. He doesn't have the experience of starting as a quarterback um, for multiple games. And um, I, I just think you have a lot of foundation with having Tyler Shuck back. You know, you have the most important player on the team who's proven he can win you some football games coming back. I mean, how can you not be excited about that? Tyler Shuck is 7-0 and in games he plays for Texas Tech that he starts and finishes. He has not lost a game that he started and finished. At Texas Tech. Um, That's not just a stat you breeze by. Um, Hmm. Clearly, Tyler Shuck is a dog. Um, He has shown me stuff these last four games, four or five games, whatever he started, that um, I don't think we I don't think we as a fan base had a lot of confidence that he was going to do that or just stay healthy in general. So uh, I think he's proven enough for me. Uh, to come back and be and be really confident in Tyler Shuck starting for this team next year. Uh, whether it's automatic, he won one job already against Baron Morton. Uh, I imagine there'll be a little bit of a competition, but uh, not quite as much as uh, as it was last season. So um, I would expect Tyler Shuck to be your starter next year. Um, I would not expect Baron Morton to start. Uh, I and. Whether or not that means he leaves for the transfer portal, sits behind Shuck another year, uh, I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows that yet. I think we go go through spring and see what happens there. But mm-hmm. uh, what I will say is I don't think Baron Morton is going to enter his name in the transfer portal tomorrow. You know, I think he's going to stick with it through spring and uh, kind of see how that plays out. And uh, if he transfers, uh, we'll we'll come to that you know, when it happens, if it happens. So um, I am confident in Tyler Shuck starting for this team next year. Uh, Dude had a great game, had a great end of the year, um, has shown some stuff that I I don't think any of us really saw coming. So shouts out to him. He deserved that MVP. And uh, let's ride. Yeah, This is the guy that you were expecting whenever Wells uh, got him out of the transfer portal. Um, Tremendous. Um, Tremendous. 
So I, I'm very, I'm really happy about it. And I, I don't know if there's much more to say. And I like that you're, you know, talk about Baron Morton too. And I, it sounds like you actually have some real concern about him entering the transfer portal. Um, come, come. I could, uh, I don't know, but I it's, don't think he will. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he will because I mean, he's what he, he has four years left. Three after Three? this year. So he's a red shirt freshman this year. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if does he get a COVID he, year? He, he might probably get a COVID, gets a COVID year. year. So yeah, he, he might get a COVID. Years. Yeah, he yeah three regardless three or four years. So uh, to spend yeah, in college exactly. And I I think you know if you're behind Tyler Shuck, a super senior, a guy a few years older than you, has more experience than you, um, it's not going to be a shock that this guy's probably going to start instead of you. Um, and he takes that time to develop as QB two in the Kitley system. And whenever Shuck graduates, you are the QB one. You, you there's yeah. no competition. It is you because after that, it's just a freshman talent coming in. And obviously, it won't. Be, you will. You will not start a Jake Strong over a Baron Morton at that point in time. Even if Jake Strong is obviously well, really good. I mean, so, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. And no. But it's really rare to see a freshman quarterback get out there and start over an experienced one on the team. It's true. So, especially with an arm like Baron Morton, I, I'm just saying uh, we, we're probably spending too much time on this. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more in the off season, but right now, I think we should feel really good. I think you should automatically feel better about our floor next uh, next season and even our ceiling mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with with having the most important guy coming back that's actually shown that he can ball the hell out and like not give up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to move on, I think a, a good career ender for a lot of guys. Uh, in this bowl game, Sir Roderick had a touchdown. He didn't have a huge game on the ground, but he did have a touchdown. Uh, so good for him to end his career off with yet another touchdown. I believe uh, uh, he's going to now be third all time in rushing touchdowns for Texas Tech uh, and eighth, I believe, in career rushing yards. So going to miss uh, him, unbelievable, man. unbelievable career for Roddy. Um, you know, I think we have a couple guys that are really, uh, you know, he's 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 a tough guy to replace because he is, uh, you know, an all-time back here at Texas Tech. But uh, guys like Cameron Valdez, who almost had that touchdown at the end of the game if he didn't get it poked out there at the end. And uh, even guys like Bryson Donnell, um, you know, I think are going to hold it down. Taj Brooks, obviously, going to be your main guy next year. So um, really excited. Uh, glad glad for Sir Roderick. Hope he uh, finds a home in the NFL and, um, you know, great career capper for him. Uh, a couple other guys on the defense as well. Uh, Muddy Waters caught that pick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, good to see that for him. Um, Kosai Eldridge, I know his eligibility for next year is kind of up in the air right now. Uh, I know Texas Tech is really heavily, you know, trying to get him uh, that extra year from the NCAA. We'll see if that happens. Um, but Adrian Fry had a pretty good game. You know, had to play a lot with Rashad uh, being in- injured. He only played a limited amount, but uh, good to see him. And then really the rest of them, uh, the rest of the guys are coming back. So, uh, oh, Trey Wolf as well. Trey Wolf, three of four field goals, three, three of three on extra points. So he missed one of them, but uh, overall, you know, just about uh, pretty automatic on those others. So, uh, shouts out to those guys. Yeah, I mean, like, what a way to go out, you know, mm-hmm. winning, winning, winning your bowl game in, in showy fashion. And it was, it was yep. just great to see. It's gonna be weird turning on the TV next year and not seeing those guys on the on the screen. Yep. Um, but dude. Obviously, this is the way college sports goes, and it's a part of the charm of it. So good luck to them, and uh, hopefully we can see some more Red Raiders in the NFL. Yep, but there's also, on on a bright note for Texas Tech in 2023, uh, 14 seniors are coming back, have decided they all had uh, a choice to move on or to uh, 
uh, come back and play their final year here. And 14 of them had said they're coming back. So that list includes Tyler Shuck, of course. Um, you got Xavier White, who is going to spend another year. He was big in some of those games that Miles Price missed this year. Uh, Henry Teeter coming back. He's a you know great tight end option, great blocking uh, tight end there. A uh, couple guys on the offensive line, Dennis Wilburn and Cade Briggs. Uh, Cade Briggs a little surprising for me because he didn't play a lot this year uh, after you know coming off an all-conference type season, uh, didn't really play. But Dennis Wilburn started pretty much every game, if not every game, for Texas Tech. So good to, good to have him back. Um, obviously, we've already announced Tony Bradford, Jalen Hutchings on the D-line coming back. Uh, Miles Cole, this is a big one because he had a few, he had a few plays this game uh, in in the Ole Miss in the bowl game that he uh, was just an absolute beast and guy's massive. He's like six six. He, he looks like Tyree. I mean, he, he he's the closest resemblance to Tyree Wilson. He's not Tyree Wilson. Nobody is. But um, yeah, good to have Miles Cole back. Uh, Tyreek Matthews is coming back. Uh, both of your starting cornerbacks for the majority of the year, Rayshad Williams and Malik Dunlap, are coming back. Uh, obviously, Rabbit has announced he's coming. Tyler Owens as well, another safety who's probably going to be a starter for you next year. Uh, and Cam Watts as well is coming back. So a lot of talent returning on defense, uh, a few guys on offense. So good to see that. Dude, I love hearing how I many you're listening with defense, especially with that performance in the bowl game we just watched. Those guys were, like we already said, were on fire. I, do you wonder if Lane Kiffin didn't expect that? Do you think, do, do you wonder, like, if that offensive staff just did not expect the sort of ferocity that we were able to shove into the their offense's face? Yeah, I think, uh, especially on the defensive line, I don't think they were ready. Um mm-hmm. You know, you had guys like Vidal Scott have a good game, uh, a data ray, uh, the the star young freshman, the only guy we didn't redshirt as a true freshman this year, uh, I think had a pretty solid game. But yeah, I, I think they saw Tyrese out and I don't I just don't think Ole Miss brought it. I don't mm-hmm. think they prepared as well as we did. And I don't think they coached. I mean, I, clearly Joey outcoached Lane Kiffin, you know, by yep. a mile. So you know, whether or not you want to say the bowl game mattered more to us or whatever, uh, you still prepare for games the same way you prepare for every game. And mm-hmm. uh, Joey and the boys at Texas Tech did that. And uh, Ole Miss and Lane Train did not. Their running game was going nowhere. Yeah. We we swallowed them each and every time. And their whole gamble of going for it on fourth down each time blew up in their face mm-hmm. almost every single time. And mm-hmm. it was and that's all on the defense. And that was just you know that they were probably the most exciting unit to watch uh Wednesday night in my opinion because it's just every single time we found a way to just crush their play their 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 plays blew up nearly every single time and it was an amazing mm-hmm. thing to see yeah it was awesome we uh we did everything we needed to do to win they only scored 25 points on us uh defense held it down and then uh we made Jackson Dart's uh life hectic <laughs> in this one so uh i think we caused what five turnovers he had three picks and I believe they had two fumbles altogether. Um, and we capped it all off with a, a big Loic Fungi onside kick return touchdown there at the end of the game. So uh, great game from Loic. Great game from uh, um, uh, Jerram uh, Bradley. Miles Price had some big plays. So uh, this receiving core next year is going to be good. I mean, having another year of Bradley, another year of Loic, um, you know, guys like Miles Price coming back, it's it's – it's gonna be fun. I'm ex- I'm so excited for 2023 with Shuck at the helm too. Man, dude, yeah. this is awesome, man. This is sick. It's it's really fun to leave the season going into next season with even higher hopes. Um, yeah. we we just finished this this season with eight wins. 
first time we've done that in like over a decade. So things are obviously already looking bright. Um, do you want to go ahead and, and talk about it then? Like with how bright our future is looking. So you and I have kind of talked about this sort of thing before. Joey McGuire mm-hmm. has already inked an extension with the school year one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Initial thoughts. Um, initial thoughts. I mean, obviously you feel good after that bowl game. Um, initial thoughts. We talked about this last week, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, I didn't, I didn't really see the reason for it. Um, I, I love Joey. I love what he's building here. I think we have some serious momentum trending upwards for this program. Uh, but we've also seen a lot of times where not just Texas Tech, but many teams extend a guy after having one good year. Uh, and then, uh, you know, eight and five is a good year, especially since we haven't done that since 2013 with Cliff. Especially uh, for Cliff's year one first coach. year. Yeah. And year one coach, you had a really tough schedule, um, you know, and you and you pulled it out. You had some a lot of QB injuries you're dealing with. And, um, you know, you won some games. I I was thrilled with how this season went. Um, I, I just, you're, you, this is a quick extension. I think everybody can realize that it's a, um, you know, you do have a lot of recruiting momentum. There's a lot of positives for it. And, you know, I'm not upset that Joey McGuire got an extension. I'm excited for it. Uh, everybody is, and they should be, but it's just quick. <laughs> We've seen it by when he signed on till 2028, you know, I mean, uh, if the money was bigger, I would have been a little more upset. It's really mm-hmm. only a one million dollar a year raise for Joe. Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, it's it's a yeah, it's a big deal. But in the grand scheme, you know, <laughs> yeah, I know it's I not know. it's not like we're dealing with a Jimbo contract here or a Lane uh, Kiffin contract. Yeah, and and Joey seems as genuine as it comes, and really seems like he wants to be here long term. So uh, I'm all for it. Uh, go, you know, uh, let's let's go. Yeah, let's let's ride. let's go. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, obviously, I think I'm just kind of taking the stance of we might as well be positive about it and just look at why it's a good thing right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you lock down a guy that's done something in Lubbock that hasn't happened in a really long time um, with uh, some real recruiting momentum, like you stated. And I think, you know, with this extension, you also kind of send a message to the players and their recruits that, you know, we're, 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 we're dedicated to supporting this. So if you want to come here, he will be here. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like he'll be snagged up or anything like that because everyone wants continuity in their lives um no matter what how old you are what you're doing um and i i think it's a great thing and he really represents tech tech really well uh he seems like a very nothing but class unlike the uh coach we just played in the bowl game um mm-hmm. so it's just it's great to have a, a, a captain you can absolutely swear your allegiance to and and it's good to have uh, a guy that's hopefully gonna be here until he retires if all things go as as, as they seem to be yeah, I think we're all as Texas Tech fans a little spurned by uh by CB over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the uh, arrested man himself. Uh <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, let's not get into that. That's too much. But um <laughs> no, I think I think we are a little spurned by the beard thing where he, you know, we thought he was here for the long term and then he ends up going for UT. So Joey, I, I think is much different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would hope he's much different than what that guy is. Um, and you know, let's ride. I am, uh, you got a winning conference record for the first time since 2009. Uh, you won eight games. Time. Uh, you, you won the bowl game convincingly, uh, and everybody seems bought in. I mean, mm-hmm. every player that was, that was talked to that had a post game presser just kept stating how much the program has changed. 
And I think it's interesting because I saw some, I saw a tweet about actually about Alan Bowman, who is currently on Michigan, but re-entered his name in the transfer portal. And uh, uh, somebody asked him uh, why why he left Texas Tech, and his response was, "Well, I wanted some place that had a winning culture um, that was different." And I think at the time we did not. I think everything yeah. from the Wells era, everybody, every player that's been asked about, you know, what's different from Joey, what's different this year is you just don't have that losing mindset. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of guys, a lot of these previous teams just kind of, uh, they've even said it. Reggie Pearson said it when he was interviewed in the uh, pregame or pre uh, preseason that when you were playing UT or OU, you just kind of expected to lose as a Texas tech red Raider. And that's just not the case anymore. So uh, the mindset of this program has changed. The brand has changed. It is uh, it is on an upward trajectory, and I think you're seeing that uh, you know tenfold. I think with this Joey McGuire program is what you've got is you got confidence. I think yeah. you know you you see a belief in these players, and they're having fun. They're having a ton of fun. And whenever your teams are having fun, that means they're they've absolutely bought into what's happening. They want to be there, and they will they will actually play harder on the field when they're having fun. So, and whenever you're having fun, you're winning and winning whenever you're winning, you're having fun. So this is clear reflection here of, uh, of that. And I, I hope to see it continue. Yeah. Top 25 class as well. I believe we finished consensus 23rd best class. Let's go. In the nation. Uh, that is a huge upgrade from these past few years. So mm-hmm. uh, imagine when Joey gets his guys, it's one of the fastest classes in the nation. If not the fastest class, um, you got some athletes. We're, we're doing things right. Um, the only thing back to the extension thing, the only thing that worries me is, you know, you look right across, uh, right across the state in Waco, um, you know, Dave Aranda wins the big 12. They give him a massive extension and, uh, he goes six and six the next year and really has a, has a poor showing. Um, so, you know, stuff like that could happen, but I, I'm not going to think negatively right now with this contract extension. Like you said, I think, uh, we're doing, we're doing what we need to do to keep a guy here long-term, um, that seems like he wants to be here long-term. So let's go. I mean, if I was in a, in Baylor's position, I would not, I would still not be upset about the contract yeah. extension because we you know what I want is I want those runs for the big 12 title. And I would expect down years within, within the program. It's just going to happen. It's just kind of the, the rhythm of the game, you know, especially at a school like Texas tech. So it's I would I I would still not be upset about it. So if, if that is indeed our fate to have that kind of, you know, up and down every once in a while. I mean, uh, what's 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 the problem with that? I mean, they still went to a bowl game, kind of a bad yeah. loss there. Not going to lie. But um, we, we got to respect the troops, though. They did. Good for them. Good for yeah. Baylor respecting the troops and, and you know, Air Force grinding out that one. Uh, Big 12 <laughs> not doing too hot in the bowl games this year. I mean, no, looks not like at Texas Tech is holding it, holding it down. My yeah. back is hurting as a <laughs> Texas Tech fan, you know? We are carrying this entire conference. Man, I'm just very sad that OU and UT lost, too. Like, oh, that is, no. That is sad, dude. That is I'm, – oh. I'm, I'm burning up here. I'm just, just OU's first you, losing you season in a while, you hate, man. You hate to see Oklahoma lose a bowl game they never should have been in in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. You hate to see Texas lose an Alamo Bowl in front of all their fans. Mm. Uh, you know, you just – Quinn Ewers, you know, they're turning on him. Uh, mm. Xavier Worthy is dropping easy touchdowns. He's probably going to enter the transfer portal. Bijan's gone. Man, Texas is really trending upwards. They're trending upwards. Um, absolutely. No, nowhere to go about up. Uh, I just saw a tweet that said uh, Mr. Sark himself 
is uh, two and seven against ranked opponents. Um, but the thing is, is all these programs are below Texas. They're Texas. They're UT. They're so Texas. what happens is all these other teams just bring their absolute best. But to Texas, it's just another game. That's why they lose so many. It's just another game, you know. So it's what are they supposed to do when it's just another game? Win? No. Hey, when no. when every when every game when every team you're playing against it's their Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you, you supposed know? to do? What are you? Su- <laughs> I love it. I'm eating it up. So just Texas and OU stink. We're better. Sounds like Ewer shouldn't right. want the tech, but we have yeah. Tyler Shuck instead, buddy. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't. I, you know. I don't want. I don't want Ewers here. No, uh, we're okay. We're okay without him. I would say. Um, I went out and uh, I tweeted out something a couple days ago. Um, in the year 2022, there is one. Uh, there's still one conference game left in the year, and that's when we open up against TCU in basketball uh, this season on New Year's Eve. But in the year of 2022, Texas Tech has a winning record against every Big 12 team except for Oklahoma and TCU. Uh, in the three major sports in football, men's basketball, and baseball. Um, We went five and one against both Texas and West Virginia this year. Um, We went three and one against Iowa state. Iowa state of course does not have a baseball team. So we could not, uh, (laughs) we only played them four times in 2022 in these three sports. Uh, Baylor, we went four and two Oklahoma state. We went four and two Um, Kansas state. We went five and three Kansas. We went four and three. And then OU and TCU, uh, we had losing records too. Oklahoma, we were four and five, and TCU really had our number this year. <laughs> One and five against TCU in 2022. That's fine. Uh, we'll move on. But to see that stat, to see where we're at as an athletic program in the three major men's sports in uh in the current state, uh, is awesome. It, it's really cool seeing Texas Tech just go out in every sport and be dominant in baseball. And basketball make a sweet 16. Football, you make a good bowl game. You win eight wins for the first time since uh, 2013. And uh, you're just on an upward trajectory in every single sport. It's really cool. Across the board, man. And what's so great about that is it's led by three dudes you actually believe in. You know, like there's no question in the three guys at the helm of those programs. So that was a really great year in review there, sir. I would say the grades are looking way up whenever you uh, break it down like that. So I I, I would give this year an absolute A, flat out. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. giving it an A. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely a great year for all three sports, football especially. You Mm -hmm. give them an A. Uh, they had a they had a great year. They weren't expected to do what they did, no. and they freaking they they nailed it, man. Uh, really excited about about everything mm-hmm. football wise, which is something we are not used to here. It's been a while since we've said that, dude. It's been a while, been a while, but it's nice. It's nice. We're on. An We're good at football, man. We're, wow. Yeah. Was that the first time this has ever been said on this podcast? I did think I just, so. We did I break now, the seal now, there. Now, a lot of people were Texas Tech fans long before we were and got to experience some cool stuff with the with yeah. the Leach era and everything. We didn't get that. So no. we're not used to this. We started, we were fans. Maybe, Tristan, you were probably a fan, what, starting 2012? Yeah. Right before we got there. I was 14. Like Kingsbury, was, like yeah. beginning Kingsbury, yeah. Yeah, beginning of Kingsbury is when we started. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so this is the best football we have seen as diehard Red Raiders. So this is we're, – we're through the moon. The best part, it doesn't feel fluky either. Like this feels yeah. real, you know, and with the especially with the uh, the backfilling and the recruiting to show for it and the staff around Joey yep. to really uh, to really show for that. Uh, DeRuiter is the man. 
<laughs> yeah. DeRuiter is the best defensive coordinator I've ever seen us have. I hope we can keep him around. Yeah, for sure. And he's got some serious talent and he's got some guys returning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to be hard to replace Tyree Wilson, but uh, with some of these freshmen, some of these highly touted defensive lineman recruits coming in. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Everything's exciting. It's great. Football time great. to be a Red Raider. Dang it. Good freaking time to be a Red Raider. All right. So as many of y'all could probably tell, we recorded that first part of the podcast on January 30th. Uh, and we did record a segment about basketball, but because I am lazy, <laughs> uh we're we're if we release the episode when we're gonna release it it's not gonna sound good nothing's gonna hold up so um i'm here tristan is not gonna be here for the basketball section uh as he had some very important matters to tend to uh but i'm gonna sit here and kind of recap the first two big 12 games and um but first i wanted to start off with because we just got the news today actually as of um five o'clock on January 5th. Um, Texas fired Chris Beard. We haven't talked a lot about the whole Beard situation on the podcast. We've said some things on Twitter and everything of that nature, but uh, we haven't really discussed it on the podcast. And there was a reason for that. We didn't want to get in with the violent nature of everything. And um, just with the, uh, it was still unknown really to this point. And so um, you know, Texas announced today that they uh they have fired Chris Beard. They have not parted ways with Chris Beard. They have fired Chris Beard. And I think that's an important note uh to take in here because you know, he clearly Texas found something or discovered something in their investigation or within, you know, the whole uh just the whole situation that has unfolded with the legal process and everything. They've discovered that um Chris Beard no longer should be the head coach of Texas men's basketball. And, um, you know, I got to say, first and foremost, as a, as a huge University of Texas hater, um, that they absolutely did the right thing here and they've handled this situation beautifully. And I think you have to give them some credit for that. Um, you know, it did come out, Matt Norlander, I believe, tweeted out that uh, Chris Del Conte, this was not his decision and that this decision came above his head. So I'm not going to give a lot of credit here to – CDC, uh, still not a big fan of that guy. I think he's, uh, you know, kind of scum, but uh, that's besides the point. Uh, the University of Texas, whoever made the decision, whoever decided it, made the right decision. They parted ways with with a guy who, um, you know, was sent to jail for domestic violence. And, you know, I think if you read the affidavit, it kind of says everything you need to. I, I know his fiance walked back a lot of those reports and walked back her statement and said, Hey, you know, this wasn't, but, uh, you know, and I'm not one who's an expert in domestic violence by any means. I don't, I don't want to pretend that I am, but, you know, clearly the university of Texas wanted to move on and they had proper cause to fire Chris Beard and they did it. And so, um, you know, from, from a Texas tech fans perspective, you obviously, you have to talk about it because this is our coach two years ago and we were all, it was a huge deal when he left for Texas and everything of that nature. So for everybody saying, you know, don't talk about other people's coaches. I mean, this is clearly a separate situation in my opinion, but um, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy for Texas that they moved on from somebody that uh, potentially committed these acts and was arrested for them and charged 
for them. So, um, you know, from that nature, I think it's a good thing. And, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. College sports are scummy a lot of the times, and uh, we don't really want to admit that. And I, uh, this is kind of a rare non-scummy moment from a big university. So, you know, give credit to Texas for doing their due diligence here and, and, you know, making the right decision. So that's all we'll say. That's all I'll say about it for, for this episode. Uh, but let's recap Texas tech, these last two big 12 games. Um, you start off. 0 and two, uh, you play TCU who is now two and O in conference. Um, you play Kansas who is now two and O in conference. Um, Let's talk about the TCU game first. First half, you looked electric. You were moving the ball really well. Um, you were playing really good defense. I thought you came out with kind of what we thought this team could be eventually. We hadn't seen a lot of it. Um, but, you know, those three games prior to the TCU game, you scored 100-plus points. You were really rolling on the offensive end of the floor and defensively. Um, you're kicking teams' butt. Granted, they were really bad teams, but – You were still beating them like you should. Um, Then you go into TCU first half. You play great. Um, Despite Kevin O'Banner getting in foul trouble, playing only six minutes in the first half, uh, A.J. Allen ends up having a good first half. Jalen Tyson has a really good first half. Um, Pop is going crazy. Um, Davion Harmon's having a good first half, and you're excited. You're up by 13 or so, 12 or so, going into the halftime, and then TCU comes out and just absolutely – fires away in the first two minutes and they already tied a game. I I think it took them less than three minutes to get right back in it. And that's kind of a sign of a young team. (laughs) Um, You know, this team is still learning a lot. They are uh, the young guys are discovering what big 12 plays about, you know, just because you're up 13 at halftime, that didn't mean anything. And I think Texas tech got a good taste of that. And um, you know, Kevin O'Banner couldn't get in rhythm all night basically after going with foul trouble early in the game and um, credit to Emmanuel Miller too. He played really good defense on him all night. Got to, got to give him a shout out, but um, you know, uh, pop, I I think you can't talk about either of these games without talking about how pop has been. He's averaging 17 and a half points a game. He's hit, I think nine combined three pointers in the first two big 12 games of his career as a true freshman. Um, You're really seeing what this kid can be and what he can become. And um, I, I think after watching the majority of this season of Pop Isaacs, you need to be excited. You're really excited about uh, the potential of this guy. And uh, really, you're just wondering how long is he going to stay <laughs> at Texas Tech, you know, with and, and not necessarily via transfer, but for the NBA, because he's really showing a skill set here and a shooting ability that is – unlike somebody that you've had really at Texas tech. So um glad to have him very, very happy um, with pop Isaacs. Um, you know, that second half of TCU, you fell apart. That's really what happened. You fell apart. Mike miles went crazy. They showed their veteran leadership that they have on that team. All five starters returned for TCU. Um, and Mike miles is a big 12 player of the year candidate. I don't think anybody can deny that. So, um, Yeah, you made some mistakes down the stretch. You had a ton of turnovers. I think you had 22 combined as a team, 23 potentially. Uh, You weren't making your free throws. There was a lot of things Texas Tech could have done better, but also TCU brought it in the second half, and you got to give them some credit. But, um, you know, 
23 turnovers is ridiculous. That's way, way too much. You try to keep it under 10 every game. If you can, uh, 23 is overly ridiculous. Uh, but again, this is the first Big 12 game of the year with a brand new team. So um, I was willing to look past TCU. Um, Kansas comes to town. <laughs> uh, 30 game home win streak riding on the line. Kevin McCullough coming back um, to Lubbock for the first time. And <laughs> I, I think if you follow us on Twitter, I think you kind of got my full reaction of the whole deal. Um the refs missed two calls at the end of the game. And I am the last person. I am one of the last people to complain about referees. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, you will know that I hate complaining about the officials because there are people out there that complain about the officials for everything. And I'm just not one of those guys. But to blatantly miss two, not just one, two egregious fouls. I mean, Jalen Wilson tackled Daniel Bacho at the end of the game. So the refs missed that one. And then pop goes, I, I can, I can kind of sort of understand missing the Jalen Wilson foul because all three refs were eyes on the ball, but pop goes and drives right before that. Right, right after the the Jalen Wilson foul, I should say, Pop finds a way, drives in. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I can't remember if it was Dewan Harris or if it was uh, Pettiford, but one of those guards who was guarding him trips, and then Pop trips over the guy who trips. In every in every book in every rule book, it's a foul. He fouled Pop Isaacs going to the rack. They didn't call it. McCullough picked it up. He threw it to KJ Adams, who finished on the other end, who was fouled by Daniel Bacho, and they didn't call that one. So really, the refs missed three calls at the end of the game, two of which were against Kansas. One was against Tech. The the Bacho foul wouldn't have even happened if they called the first two. So, you know, it's it's upsetting to lose to a, a team that I thought you really outperformed in the second half against um and a, and it would have been your first big signature win of the year which Texas Tech d- does not have any signature wins going in so far we're 10 and 4 all 10 of those were against terrible teams i mean all all 10 of those wins are against terrible teams all four of those losses are against pretty good teams so you know uh, that hurts to see and a lot of that has to do with the scheduling and we've already had that rant on this podcast so we're not going to do it again here but um you know if you're Texas Tech right now you really need to start winning games and I don't want to say this Oklahoma game is a must win but you definitely don't want to lose it because starting 0 and 3 in Big 12 play you're playing at home you know you're playing a, an, an Oklahoma team who is still good. Um, they're, every team in the Big 12 right now is in like the top 37 of Ken Palm. So no team in the Big 12 is bad. We've all known this. But you need to win some games if you want to get in the NCAA tournament. You need to boost your resume a little bit. And I don't know if going 500 in conference is going to do it for you because you don't have any signature wins outside of what is the Big 12. Now, or you, well, currently you don't have any, but you know, from now on, you can only get 
signature wins from Big 12 teams, plus you play LSU. LSU's ended up being pretty decent. So um, that's going to be a tough one in Baton Rouge. But, um, you know, just – <laughs> just just a, you need to get some wins here. And the Oklahoma game is very, very important. A um, couple things on that. Davion Harmon revenge game. I mean, he played at OU for two years, transferred to Oregon, transferred to Texas Tech. So I don't know if he has any ill will towards Oklahoma. I think he transferred. He didn't transfer for bad reasons. I think it was because Lon Kruger retired and that was his guy. And so he found another spot. I could be mistaken, but I think that's the reason. Um, regardless, he's playing his old team. You got to get up for your old team. Um, and, and let's go, man, let's get a, let's get a win. Let's get Bacho healthy. He's been dealing with some flu stuff. Um, KO, the first game was not present. The second game was crazy. Went off, uh, was what you need out of Kevin O'Banner is what happened in the Kansas game. So hopefully you get another, uh, another helping of that here against Oklahoma. Um, you need more from Davion. Harmon was horrible in the Kansas game. He got benched for Lamar Washington. Um, he was he was solid, I thought, in the TCU game. But, um, you know, a lot of people are calling for Harmon to get benched. I don't think we have to go that far yet. But, um, yeah, I think you need some more from Davion. He's only hit between him and Pop Isaacs right now through two Big 12 games. You only have four assists combined between those two. Those are your two leading guards, your two leading facilitators. These are guys that need to find open open shooters or find Bacho or KO down low in uh, what this offense likes to do. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> just find a way, just find a way to get more involved. And um, I, I have a good feeling about this Oklahoma game. I really do. I think we played well against two really good teams. So that's another part of this is that TCU and Kansas are really good teams. I mean, Kansas is number three in the country. TCU is probably going to be a top 10, if not top 15, team in the country after this coming week they just beat Baylor so you know there's no shame in losing to these teams but you also need to start winning some games um but overall man I think the bench uh I don't know how you can have any confidence in a lot of these guys I think KJ Allen had a good first half against uh against TCU but wasn't really involved against Kansas you know Elijah Fisher is kind of unplayable at this point. Um, if you've watched his limited minutes against Kansas and really a lot of his minutes throughout the year, um, he just hasn't been good. He's <laughs> so everybody asking for Elijah Fisher, and I'm I'm one of them. I was one of them. Uh, it's not good. It's not good right now. So um, I thought Lamar's been good. Lamar Washington's been really good over the last couple games. Uh, he he obviously took over in the in the game closing minutes against Kansas when he made your comeback. So I think we'll see an increase in Lamar's minutes uh, throughout the season. Uh, he's a dog, dude. I, I really enjoy him playing. Um, Robert Jennings kind of was forced to play a lot in that TCU game because of the KO fouls, but um, I don't know if you'll see a ton of him. Uh, yeah. You'll virtually see none of him once Dawes comes back. <laughs> you haven't gotten anything from Kerwin. Um, Kerwin Walden or Demarion Williams. Demarion Williams hadn't played a minute in the first two Big 12 games. This is a guy who I thought could potentially start for you at the beginning of the year. And he just does not look confident uh, in the minutes that he has played. He's had one, I think, one good game, Demarion Williams. And so I don't blame Mark Adams for not using him. Uh, Kerwin, man, I just like, you think a prospect that gets 
recruited to North Carolina, one of the top guys in his class, um, you can see the ability that he has. And he's 6'7". Like, he's a lengthy, you know, he's an athletic player. And you can, everybody raves about the shooting, but he hasn't shown it. And he doesn't look confident when he's out there. He's making silly mistakes. He's, I mean, missing shots by a mile. I mean, it's different, man. There's practice players and then there's game players. And I mean, you haven't, you haven't had a lot from the guys that you thought were going to be some gamers here. So, um, you need more from your bench. And I think that's going to help when Dawes gets back. I think whoever, whatever lineup we decide to go to, uh, when Dawes is back, uh, we'll decide, but we'll cross that bridge whenever we get there. I, I have, I guess, one more thing. One more thing, uh, Jalen Tyson. So Jalen Tyson is a dynamic player, great athlete, solid shooter, great defender. Why does he not have the ball in his hands more is what I'm wondering. Um, I don't know if it's him just not being very aggressive. I don't know if it's uh, the scheme where he just doesn't get a lot of shots and a lot of opportunities, but this guy needs to shoot 12, 15 times a game. In my opinion, I think he's doing everything you could ask from him defensively. He had a great game against Kansas, had three steals, probably like three to five other deflections on top of that. You know, he's rebounding well, but on the offensive end of the floor, I want the ball in his hand, man, especially with Harmon and, and pop, not really, uh, you know, getting those assists and, and, and moving the ball a ton. I want to see Jalen Tyson with the ball in his hands more because we've seen him kind of take over as the main guy at points in the game. And, uh, so I don't know. I just want to see more Jalen Tyson. I, I don't know if I just expect more out of Jalen Tyson or what, but I just think he can be a really, really terrific player. And so I'd like to see I'd like to see him shoot more. I'd like to see him get to the rim and get fouled and just be more aggressive on the offensive end, really. So yeah, Texas Tech 0-2 in conference. It's far from over. I think this team is is fighting like any Mark Adams Texas Tech team we've seen the past few years. I, I I don't have a lot of woe is me attitude about this team right now. I just think, you know, eventually this resume is going to catch up with you and you have to really get some key wins here. Um, the good news about being in the Big 12 Conference is every win uh, is a quad one or quad two, high quad two win. So, um, you know, this Oklahoma game, I'm not sure if that's quite going to be a quad one win. Uh, but it's still going to be a, a solid dub and something to get some confidence in your in your young team. So, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get Fardos back soon. Uh, he could be really, really helpful for this unit. Um, I think adding another big in there, especially with Bacho and and really being the only big, uh, true big, I should say. I mean, I guess you can consider KJ Allen a big, but he's not. I mean, six five, six six, whatever. But, um. You know, it is what it is. I, I I keep supporting this team. I think it's uh I think this team has a lot going for it in terms of talent. And some of these young guys are really, really playing well, Pop and Lamar specifically. Um, and you really got some veterans that that have stepped up at times and have not. Uh, and if you get a good Harmon game and a good old banner game all in one, who 
I mean, you got a good team. You can beat a lot of teams that way. So um, sorry if this sounded negative. I mean, you're 0-2 in conference, so I guess you couldn't really be that positive, but I tried to be a little positive about it. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Oklahoma coming up on Saturday. I believe it's a night game. It's in Lubbock. So good opportunity to get back on your feet. Uh, I believe you have Iowa State after that. So Iowa State looking good early too. So, you know, it's always a grind in the Big 12. Um, don't give up though and uh, keep grinding if you're Texas Tech basketball. So um, I'll go ahead and swing it over to our song of the week that we recorded on January 30th. So sorry for not getting around to editing this in time, but uh, hopefully y'all still enjoyed it anyway. But here you go. Oh, well, did you have anything else before we hit up our song of the week? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that we, uh, I think we forgot to say, play the song. Oh, that's, thank you. Thank you for reminding everybody. We uh, apologize for not playing it sooner, but we did remember we're going to play the song. Play the song. Red Raider coming at you, riding through the night. Red Raider indeed came at the Rebels. He, he did. He did. He did indeed do that with the fury of a West Texas win. I mean, Houston is West Texas now, um, but I'm glad the win came through. The billboard confirms it. Houston is West Texas. Uh, this is a this is a fantastic trend. We love it. Um, all right, buddy. Song of the week. Go ahead. All right. So the song of the week I'm going to be rolling with you here is a guy I did. It probably would have been a couple of years ago now, um, but he's got a great honky tonk rock and roll sound. His name is Gabe Lee, and he dropped a new album recently. I think this is a guy that deserves way more credit than he is. He's kind of like on the outside of country music, and he kind of owns that. Like it's kind of his vibe. Uh, his new album, The Hometown Kid. And I'm going to go off the, the standout song of this album. I'm going to go with Rusty. And it's just a very easy to listen to country rock and jam. And the dude just really embraces that uh, honky-tonking rock and rolling sound. And I really love it. Now I'm rusty. I've been running out of steam. Too many miles on these four tires and not enough gasoline. There you go. Gabe Lee. Has some bangers. He I'm gonna does. have to listen to this one. I haven't listened to the new album yet, but uh, it's on the list. It's good, for sure. Right on, man. I am gonna do one that I think might surprise you a little bit. That uh, you know, I'm doing this. Um, we'll stick it. We'll stick it with the West Texas flair here. Um, country song just released yesterday. Yesterday, Mason and the Gin Line. Ooh, great, band. great local band. Yeah, from. The Lubbock, Texas. Uh, they just released a song called Leaves of Fall. Banger. Oh, I'm Banger. excited to hear this. Let's go. Great song. Great song. They just released it. Uh, always support uh, the West Texas people. Uh, the Hub bands, a lot, of, a lot of great music from the Hub City. Um, yeah, Mason and the Gin Line. That was Leaves of Fall. I think we got some two banging picks on this banger of an episode, sir. Yeah, 
No, absolutely. So uh, happy to be back in the studio. 100%. Happy to be back talking about Texas Tech. Ready for basketball season. Great way to end football season. It's a great time to be a freaking Red Raider, baby. Yes, sir. 100%, man. Let's go. All right. We're going to end it off with uh, some plugs like we always do. You can follow both me and Tristan on Twitter. Tristan is at Tristy Mick. I am at L underscore S underscore Rodriguez. Follow the pod on Twitter at Talking Tech Pod. Uh, you can follow our Songs of the Week playlist. They are on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, if you could like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, we very much appreciate it. We love reading those reviews, even if they are, uh, you know, really trolling Tristan for not liking Blink-182. It's great. Um, and we just appreciate all y'all listening. Sorry. Always. Reckham Tech. People hate the those who speak the truth. Reckham Tech. Uh, wow. First of all, uh, got a lot of respect for Stephen and Tristan. Uh, their program, tough guys, just uh, a lot of fun. I love the game of basketball, but also love West Texas. And I love Stephen and Tristan. I'm extremely proud. Well, I don't know where we go from here. I'm, I think I'm just going to sit back down. It's just not getting better than this. I would like to thank uh, Stephen and Tristan. This is incredible. These guys have a passion and a love for this school. Ready?